Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'm Brandon Navera, and I am relaxing. I'm also sick, too. So, you know, I, I fight so hard to stay healthy, like many people. And especially during this whole COVID mess, I feel like people that maybe didn't do certain things in their everyday life, you know, whether that's take vitamins, drink water, <laughs> wash their hands... You know, things like that really increased it over the last year. And I, and I, I try to do that. I try to do that anyway, you know. There's definitely some things I could do better. But overall, I mean, I eat pretty healthy. I go on my binges, unfortunately, or benders or whatever you want to call it. I've cut down drinking to like a nothing. I mean, I know for everybody that knows me, you know, the life behind bars, so to speak. Um, I, I just cut down my drinking completely. I don't want to say completely. Uh, but 90%, you know, I, I just don't do it. Um, the other night I had a couple with my good friend, uh, David, but that was it. It was very low key, you know, before that it had been March since I had anything to drink. So it's just not something I do. So I try to stay healthy, but for some reason I'm sick. I've got a stuffy nose. My body was aching for a while there. Uh, my throat hurts. No fever, still got an appetite, energy levels kind of blah, feels better from last night that I actually got some sleep. But, you know, I take vitamins, I, I juice, I, I do smoothies, I eat good stuff, I go for runs, and I got sick. Luke got sick too, though, and I got a feeling he's, he's the culprit behind this. I think his cousin passed it to him, and then I got it, and, and here we are. So bear with me as I drink water and get through this podcast. But uh, we're back, and I'm excited uh, to be back. Um, we had a, a little change in, in uh, I guess, show schedule. So this one wasn't supposed to appear for another week or two, but we're going to do it now. And I kind of wanted to talk about, I was thinking about it, and stories that I've been talking about you know, over the years brought up some memories of friends and, and people in my life or a time in my life when I was connected with certain people. Um, I was talking to David last night. It was making me think about other people in my life that, you know, that have an impact on you. And I'm not talking about like, you know, how can I put this? I'm not talking about just like a one-time thing. And it could be a one-time thing. Honestly, you know what? That's not fair for me to say because I give an example of one of those people a little bit later. But I'm talking about people that over the years have done something that have affected you, that have given you some sort of impact in your life where you think about them even if you don't have contact with them anymore. Again, this is not about a relationship relationship situation. This is about people that have impacted your life. Maybe you learned something from, uh, maybe you've, you know, I don't know, just, just had a, an experience with them. And I, again, I talked about some of those things with people that have passed away in one of my other episodes, but this is, this is a little bit different. And I was thinking about school and, you know, we watch these movies about, you know, kids in school or, you know, teachers that go to school and they work extra hard to, to do stuff for these children and these kids and teach them. You know, there's all kinds of movies about, you know, teachers going the extra mile and, and things like that. And I got to be real with you. I, I remember some of my teachers very well in good and bad ways. And overall, school for me was not the, the like greatest experience of my life, mostly because I made it that way. Did I have a good time? Absolutely. Um, did I meet some wonderful people? Yeah, of course I did. 
did I take the best route when it came to school? No, I didn't. I really didn't. And looking back again, everybody says that I would have done it way different. Um, it's, I don't know if it's a regret, but I think I would have gotten more out of it, you know, but it is what it is. You can't change that. You can only hope to learn from it and, and, you know, hopefully pass it on to your kids or or whatever that don't do what I did. Um, but teachers, I look at them and, and I know a lot of teachers, so it's interesting to me to see how they have to teach now compared to how they had to teach back then. And there were several teachers that were great. You know, they were funny. They were nice. They put up with my crap. I'm going to take a sip here, guys, so bear with me. And, uh, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. There were some other teachers that just were awful. And not because I was awful. They were just awful people. They didn't want to be there. They didn't teach. Uh, logic was not something that they paid attention to. They were just crappy teachers. But I had one in particular, Mr. Greaves. Now I'll say his name. I don't care. He's not going to, you know, it's not going to get mad if he listens to this, which I doubt it. Um, but Mr. Greaves taught a lot of English classes and he taught world lit and American lit and a couple other classes. And that's my favorite subject is English. And it always has been. Um, cause believe it or not, even though I don't speak proper all the time, I'm pretty, pretty good at English. And even though if you look at my text messages, I, I write like a, a blind idiot. Um, I'm pretty good at writing as well, but English was great. It was interesting to me. Uh, he introduced me to Dante, you know, Dante's Inferno, Purgatory, Paradise, and the whole series, the Divine Comedy. He introduced me to that. I didn't know much about that. I'd heard about it in movies, but I didn't really know much about Dante. And I can't tell you how many copies of the Inferno I have or the entire series that I've had in different translations and, and different, um, just different copies of... I have a graphic novel of Dante's Inferno. I mean, they made a great video game of Dante's Inferno. But I fell in love with it. And he really opened my eyes to some of that literature. You know, Machiavelli, um, Sun Tzu. Um, yeah, I know. There's a reason why I read those. And some other things that I didn't know about. So it was really interesting at, at a young age to have an adult and have a teacher have an impact. And he had a way of teaching where you didn't feel like you were being taught. You felt like you were, you were just listening to a man who had a lot of knowledge. He made it interesting. Now, there were some jerks in the class that, of course, you know, pissed away their opportunities and, and didn't like him. But Mr. Greaves was a guy that when I got out of high school, we would meet up at this local coffee shop, ironically enough, called Cup of Joe. It was, uh, it's in Novi, which is just outside of, of Detroit and just outside of where I lived. And it's no longer there, but this was an old school coffee shop. I mean, it was a good coffee shop. It wasn't your Starbucks or Caribou's or Tim Hortons. This was an old school. They had live music there. You get a cappuccino, you sit outside. Well, we would meet up, uh, Mr. Greaves and I and a couple other students, and we'd talk about books, talk about Dante, uh, talk about what we were reading, talk about music, and just have good intellectual conversations. I mean, this was a man that I admired. To this day, I think about Mr. Greaves. Now, my mom works at the school, and I think she saw him for a while there. I have to ask if he's there or if he retired. Um, I know his wife was really sick, 
and and there's and I, I don't know what happened, but um, I mean, he used to play the bagpipes. He used to walk around in a kilt and play the bad guy, bagpipes on certain occasions. It was awesome, and he was just a great teacher. But not only that, he was a mentor because he was a writer, and I learned a lot about the writing and what to do when, as far as a writer goes, from him. Um, I learned a lot about why he chose to write the way he did and how you find that rhythm as a writer. So Mr. Greaves was not only just this guy that I went to go see and I could pass his class because I liked the subject and he was nice. He was a leader. He was a mentor. And to this day, when I, when I discover something or I write something or something happens in my life that I think he would want to know about, I, I think about him. And I think about the impact he had, and I wonder, you know, did he have that impact on other people? Yes, I know, because several of my friends feel the same way, but where is he now? And here I am at 42 years old. This was back when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17. And then afterwards, we hung out too for a while there. That was a long time ago, but for me to continue to think about him, I just read something the other day. I read this article and I just thought it would be super interesting um, for him to read. And I was like, man, if I knew where he was, I would tell him about this. Um, but he was one of those people that had that, that everlasting impact on your life. Um, and it's hard to find. It's hard to find those people. And especially when you're a kid and you're in high school and you're not exactly following the curriculum <laughs> you're not exactly following what the average high schooler should be doing it's hard to have somebody in that position to sit there and have an impact on your life but Mr. Greaves by far uh, probably one of the greatest teachers I've ever had and there were others but he stands out if somebody was to say other than you know girlfriends and sporting events and friends and, and things you did in high school what stands out to you I, I would I would talk about Mr. Greaves for sure in a nutshell one of the other people uh, I've talked about before uh, was my friend Jeannie, who, who passed away. Sorry, I had to take a sip. Again, I told you my, my throat is, is just screwed. I probably should have waited to do this podcast, but I don't have time this week. I got too much other crap going on, so just deal with it. Um, it was Jeannie, and you know I, I talked about how we went to prom together and all this, but... I think the biggest thing with Jeannie was I was, I don't want to say reckless. I'm sure that's a term that, that could be used about me back in the day. And I don't want to say wild, but that might be another terminology too. I don't know what I was. I needed to be talked down from the ledge a lot. Okay. Not because I was ready to jump like I was in that sense, but because you think I have no filter now. You should have saw me back then. I just didn't care, you know. Nobody was going to tell me what to do. Nobody was going to sit there and tell me what to say and how to act. Nobody was going to um, negotiate with me. I was going to do what I want, and that's the way it was. Not a great way to live your life, by the way, for the most part. If you can dial it in, you got some great qualities. But if you can't dial it in, then you just turn into being a jackass and doing a lot of stupid stuff, which which I did, and I was. Um, but Jeannie was one of these people that no matter what I did, no matter what I talked about, no matter who I was or what mood I was in or who I was dating or whatever, she could 
reach me. She could calm me down. She could pull me back to earth. And I don't, she didn't have any magical, I mean, maybe it was magic. She didn't have anything she said. She didn't have any technique. It was just who she was as a person. I mean, there'd be times I'd be on a different level of anger or just, you know, party mode. And all she had to do was sit down and smile at me and be like, Brandon, come on. And I'd be like, done. All right, you're right. And I'd snap out of it. You know how many people have tried to do that to me over the years? And I just look at them like, yeah, your point. But she was one of those particular individuals that she just, she had it. She got me. You know, she was special. And everything she did was special. I remember going, skipping plans on a Friday night to go watch her play soccer. Now, these were my Friday nights in school. So you imagine how important those are. Now I could care less about Friday nights, you know. Either I'm working or I'm going to hang out with Luke or I'm not doing anything. That's it. Um, I don't care about going out. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be nice to have some fun once in a while. but And not to say I don't, but I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, it's Friday. I got to get together with so-and-so. I mean, and that's great if that's who you are, but that's not me. Back then, though, very different. Very different. I would skip a Friday night and go watch her play soccer because she was going to like finals or something. I traveled to go watch her play soccer, you know, drive 30, 40 minutes, an hour away to go see her play soccer because she was that important and that special because she made time for everybody. She made time for me. She put up with my crap, my relationships, my arguments with teachers, getting suspended. You know, she was that type of person. And at the time, I knew there was something unique about her and, and, and I would do anything for her. But looking back at it, you don't realize that you're in the presence of those people until you're not in their presence anymore. Um, you don't realize that the effect they have on you, the impact they have on you until they're not around and you start noticing things. You know, before she passed away, obviously, we, we had gone our separate ways because of life, not because we were fighting or anything like that, but, you know, I moved, she moved, college, you know, all those things. And we, we'd still connect, but you didn't realize what you were missing until that person is gone. And I don't mean like, again, I don't mean when she passed away. I mean, like, there were things that I would talk to her about after the fact. And I can hear her words and see her face and be like, man, I wish you were here during those moments of my life because maybe the outcome would have been different or you would have got me through this much faster in a much better way than I did. And she just had that about her. She just had that aura and that power about her. And it, it, it made me realize when she did pass away that... It wasn't, I mean, obviously her family and her husband and her kids, but the world lost somebody very, very special. You know, you don't, you don't come across those people on a regular basis. And if you can be lucky enough and blessed enough to have one of those people in your life that, that has that positive impact on you and accepts you for who you are and what you do, I tell you what, that's a gold mine. You need to treasure it and need to, and need to never let it go. And you need to, to realize just how valuable they are. 
And when and if they do leave, you need to remember their lessons. And that was hard for me because you know I was growing up and went through a lot of nonsense. Most of it my own fault. Um, other stuff not so much. But looking back, I was like, man, you know, I wish Jeannie was here. And things like that. So she's definitely one of those one of those people on my list. I had another girl in high school, and I'm going to remove her name for a minute because some of you know her and some of you are gonna know what I'm talking about others probably not um it's just I just out of out of respect because I haven't talked to her in a while and, and she's she's removed herself off of social media recently because of some situations so I just don't want to I just don't want to do that but um she was younger than me she was in Jeannie's grade she was friends with Jeannie actually she might have been a little bit older than Jeannie anyway um and she was a great girl we we were buddies we met through a mutual friend, and we never dated or anything like that. Um, we met through a mutual friend, and we started to kind of hang out and just kind of just kind of get, you know, get knowing each other. Hey, I'll see you tonight. Hey, I'm going to this party. You know, little things like that. But I remember <clears throat> I, I saw her at a party one time, and we used to have these field parties. Because where my where we lived, you know, there's a lot of fields around there. Like you just go a couple miles, and you can find empty fields. You know, there's corn fields and empty fields and and state parks and all that crap. So you know, obviously we couldn't always have a party at somebody's house, and none of us had apartments because we were still in high school, and. <laughs> Nobody, you know, even even the friends we had that had just gone to college, we couldn't go out there all the time. So we'd have we'd have field parties, bonfires, you know, start a bonfire. Everybody bring beer, pull your cars up, and let's kick it. Put the radio on, put the music on. Every now and then we'd have a DJ out there, and we just rock out. It was a great time. I miss those days. Not that I want to go to like a high school field party right now. I'm pretty sure I'd wind up on a list. But man, my freaking throat. Um, but, you know, it was a good time. And I, I remember, I saw her at a party, and I remember she was talking to somebody. And I was watching her, not like a creepy, you know, stalker, but I was watching her, and when this dude walked away from her, I went up to her, and I was like, hey, what's that guy saying to you? Now, this particular individual is a known douchebag, to put it bluntly. And not a douchebag just by how he acts. He's a very much a douchebag towards women. He's definitely looking for something. And I'll just leave it at that for anybody out there. I don't want to get technical. Um, and she said he was talking to her about hanging out, having a drink. And I gave her the warning. I said, look, this guy, let me tell you about him. He's a douche. This is what he does. Whatever. And she looked at me. She's like, are you trying to look out for me? And I'm like, yup. And at that moment, we just connected. And it became that way for years. She was somebody that literally would look at me and be like, Brandon, knock it off. And I was like, okay. Very similar characteristics to Jeannie. Apparently, I need those people in my life <laughs> to tell me to knock it off. Um, and apparently, they need to be women, I guess. I don't know. That's interesting. Again, Dr. Melfi would probably have a field day with this. Um, too bad I don't care what she has to say. So that would be the situation. But we became good buddies, and I was with her through her breakups. 
I was with her through her athletic struggles, and she got really, really sick in high school um, and had to leave school for a while uh, to the point that, you know, they thought she wasn't going to make it. And I remember being at her house after school or going to her house on the weekends and sitting with her. And sometimes she would just be sleeping. She'd fall asleep in bed and I would just be watching, you know, TV or a VHS tape with her um, and, and, and leave and sneak out when she was, you know, when she fell asleep. Um, her parents were very much okay with that. They knew, obviously, well, their daughter's sick, but they knew I wasn't some weird, creepy guy. And I just remember being there with her, scared out of my mind that this girl was going to pass away. Um, luckily, and thank God she didn't, she graduated. I remember her, I remember one night her telling me, all I want to do is, is graduate. And she did, she made it. It was awesome. I went to her graduation party. She went to college, Michigan State. And um, she, uh, that's not going to give it away. Half the people I know went there. So um, I would go see her in college. She got in a very serious relationship. Uh, they got married and they had kids. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. And, but that whole time, even when I left and I moved and I went on my journeys, she remained contact. And I'm not talking social media, you know, at the time it was MySpace and then Facebook. I'm talking like she would call me. She still has my number to this day. She's still in my phone. Now, I haven't heard from her via text or phone call in probably a year. Um, I talked to her last summer or, well, like a little bit over a year ago. And prior to my divorce, uh, I think that's how it came up. So, but again, even in just talking to her during that time, during those conversations, just talking to her, she didn't lose it. She didn't lose the way she had with me. We didn't grow apart. She still very much had smart things to say and could calm me down. It's very important. Um, to remember that because again, this is somebody that I feel if six months from now, seven months from now, we ran into each other, we'd be sitting down having a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, whatever. And I think it would be just like picking up like we did back in the day because she still has that way about her. And that goes beyond just, I do think you don't have that way with everybody, but I think that that's who her core personality is, her core person. She is one of those people. And for some reason, just happened to be in my life, much like Jeannie, who sat there and said, I care about you enough to tell you this. Not one of these yes men. Because I have had, and still have a few, plenty yes men in my life. I used to surround myself with yes men. Why? Because I didn't want to hear no. You know, I used to surround myself back in the day with people that saluted the flag that I was holding that would do anything for me at the time. But they weren't really friends. It was just like having your own little private army for no reason. Um, now, I don't want that. You know, I was just talking to David last night. You know, the, the whole point of having a friendship is having to be able to tell somebody the truth, which can be brutal, but not just that, being able to do it without any judgment, without any reservations. Look, you can tell me whatever you want. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with you, and I don't have to agree with you just because we're friends. 
you know, part of the friendship aspect is that you don't agree, that you're two different people, you know, checks and balances. And, I, and, and you know, that's why when David and I do our This Dude and That Dude podcast on stereo, we don't agree on everything. Um, I think we surprisingly agree on a lot, but we don't agree on everything. Otherwise, that'd be a really boring podcast. You know, we got a topic coming up that's going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. So, and I know we're not going to agree on everything. He's still my friend, though. If I agreed with him on everything that he did in his personal life, that wouldn't be much of a friendship. And vice versa. He's told me things. Hey, Brandon, no, you need to do this. You're not doing this. Whether he's been right or wrong or whether I've listened doesn't matter, but that's what friends do. This girl was that way. She was not a yes woman. Um, she had no problem telling me I was out of line and putting me in check. And a lot of people say they want somebody like that, but they really don't. They just, it just sounds good. I can tell you right now, I love people like that. Because I need it. I don't know. I probably still need it now. Not as much as I used to, but I definitely still need it. And she was that way. It was a very, very interesting uh, individual, very smart woman. And just had that magic, like Jeannie, that just... Just crazy to me, you know, just crazy that, that somebody, cause at the time I was not easy to handle, but she did. And, uh, you know, I wish her the best for sure. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot more people, I mean, that I go through and I, and you know, that I've encountered that have been that special, special individual, you know, that person. I mean, I'm not talking like your best friend. I'm talking about these people that, that have these impacts that you don't see for a while. You know, you don't know the ramifications of that impact that they had, again, until they're not around. But when I start doing things and I start putting stuff together or I start talking about these stories and, and I'm writing or, or I'm writing and I start thinking about these people, I'm like, oh man, I've been lucky, blessed and, and really lucky to have some of these people in my life that are so special or that, that, that came, you know, probably saved me from a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble, maybe jail even. <laughs> um, you know, and as you grow older, you meet those special people. I met this girl. It's interesting. They're all girls. Hmm. Again, Dr. Melfi, paging Dr. Melfi. Um, only some of you are going to get that joke and, and that's quite all right with me. Um, I met this girl. And we met in Chicago. She had a club. <laughs> you know, you always meet these amazing people at clubs. And, uh, <clears throat> but she was cool. She stuck out. Like, it's literally like the movies. Like, here you are in a sea of people. And this beam of light from heaven shines down on this person. And that's exactly what happened. And I wasn't looking to pick up anybody or anything like that. But... We ran into each other multiple times. Like I saw her over in one area, then I saw her at this bar, then I saw her at that bar. So I just started talking to her. We left, and uh, her name was Angela, and no, it definitely wasn't Monica or Tiffany. <laughs> those are horrible people. Uh, those are the opposite of amazing people. But anyway, um, her name was Angela, and we left. We left the club, and we went down the street. And we went to grab a slice of pizza. I don't remember what pizza place it was. 
It was deep dish, so grabbing a slice of deep dish pizza, you don't really grab a slice, you grab a small deep dish, and you better have like an hour. I mean, I left everybody for this chick. And we just started talking. And I was so mesmerized. I mean, she was pretty. Don't get me wrong. She was very pretty. Um, her eyes were awesome. And, and it wasn't in a way that you would be like, oh my God, that girl's so hot. It wasn't like that. She was just really pretty. But she was so peaceful. Like I, and this is where I'm going to start sounding weird. You know, because I haven't sounded weird before any other podcast, just now. She was talking to me and we just started talking about friends and life and a little bit about me, a little bit about her and, and what she was doing at the club. And she was so calming, like her voice was soothing. And I felt like when she was looking at me, she was piercing into my soul, like just staring at me, not in like a vampire, stalker, murderer, Jeffrey Dahmer way, but like looking through, like searching the inside, like I couldn't have hid anything from her because she was going to find out. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I haven't encountered that really much. So, and I was like, this girl is amazing and maybe I should just marry her right now. <laughs> um, no, but we talked for a long time. My buddies called me and I was like, look, I'm done. I'm not going to the club. I'm with the girl. Of course, I tell them that and they assume, you know, everything. I didn't hang out with them that night, but we hung out at the, that, the pizza place for a couple hours, probably about two hours. And then we walked back to the club. We decided not to go in, so we kept on walking. We went down, God, I don't even know where we were. I felt like we were walking in that city of Chicago forever. And then we found a little like park. We hung out and we just talked about her life, about my life, about life in general. Not the meaning of life, but where do we go from here? You know, it, distractions, how we distract ourselves. It was awesome. And this Angela girl, we exchanged numbers. Um, I think she was on my MySpace for a little bit. But she was amazing. Like, we never saw each other again after that night. We talked several times on the phone. And even on the phone, just hearing her voice and hearing what she had to say about me and herself and just life changed. I mean, like... I can hear her voice in my head right now, which might make me crazy, but I can see her eyes right now. She got it. I was at peace with that girl. Even if I wasn't angry, I was in a different mindset. If I'm over there fist pumping like a champ at the club and I left with her, I became completely peaceful. I mean, I left a Chicago nightclub in my heyday to go hang out with this girl and eat pizza. Nothing sexual, nothing, no relationship, just an amazing person that, quite frankly, I wish I, I wish I could contact her now and she could be somewhere in my life just as a friend because she was amazing. She disappeared. I lost her off MySpace. I don't remember if we got to Facebook or not. I tried calling her. Her number was disconnected or it wasn't a working number, whatever. I tracked, I, I tried to search her name. Last, I can't find her anywhere. And I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to find people nowadays. Couldn't find her anywhere. But, but that memory of the night that I met her, sitting there eating pizza, her talking to me, her voice, her eyes, her presence, her aura, man, I, I will never, ever forget that. And I don't think 
that that was a coincidence that we met that night. I don't know what I needed in my life that moment, but that was not a coincidence. This person was put there to have an impact, whatever that may be, for that time. And that's the thing with these people. Sometimes these people that have these impacts definitely become part of your life for, for, forever. I understand that. But a lot of these people, I think, come in for a season, for a certain mission, and then they leave. Now, I know Jeannie passed away. Obviously, that wasn't, you know, part of the plan. But, you know, with my other friend from high school, Mr. Greaves, you know, he came in. He did something for a reason, and now he's gone. Sure, if I run into him again, we'll talk and whatever. It's just different. This girl, Angela, came into my life for a certain moment for some reason. And then disappeared. And I, I, I can't. We may never know what that reason is. But here I am, 15 years later, 20 years later, talking about it. Still remembering every detail. Remembering every detail of the restaurant, of the club, of the pizza, of the conversation. Remember every tone in her voice, every change, every, the way she said certain words. That's something special. I'm not talking like, I've got to find this girl so I can marry her. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that's something special as a person. I mean, as a connection in this great big world that we somehow connect like that with people. I don't know. I, I, there's no explanation for it, but it's, I'll never forget it. So what about you guys? You know, have you had somebody in your life that has had a major impact? Do you have somebody now? Have you been that person? That's a hard one. You know, I don't know if we ever know for that person. And there's others, trust me. I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit and give a couple key examples. I didn't want to go on and on forever about it, but that's a very important thing. You know, sit there and look at those people and, and think about those moments, what was going on in your life, what were you doing, and the fact that 20-something years later, sometimes even more 30 years later, Nah, not 30 years. Like, you know, 25 years later, I'm still talking about my teacher. And again, remembering every detail of every interaction that we had because it was that impactful. It's really a blessing too. So I encourage you guys, think about that. Go through your life and think about those people. Let me know. Drop me a message. BK Novera, N-O-V-A-R-A at gmail.com. Uh, I'm soon to change that, that uh, email address. So uh, do it now. Or you can reach me on social media. You can also comment right here if you're listening on Anchor or Spotify. And I think Apple Podcasts, you can comment. Drop a review if you want. That'd be cool. And uh, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think of those people that have impacted your life. Love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to go because my voice, I'm cutting it short. My voice is going. It's on its way out the door. I can't push it anymore. So my voice is going. So I'm going to cut this short and relax. I hope you guys have a great one. Have a great week. Don't forget to come back and check us out or check me out. Check out Trash Talk every Tuesday at 8 a.m. with Stuart Sachs and myself. And hey, if you guys are into a really cool podcast, uh, check out Riffer. R-I-F-F-R. R. Um, I don't know why I did that. I should be smacked. And uh, it's an awesome micro podcast. It's like no more than three minutes. I've got a really cool one on there called The Motivational Minute. And uh, I do it a couple times a week. Three-minute micro-podcast. Check them out. 
check out my riffs. It's really cool. A lot of great stuff on there, a lot of talent, but it's the motivational minute. All right, guys, I'm out. My voice is, is telling me it's giving me the wrap-up single signal, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great one. See you later.